Joanna, do you ever wish you could definitively prove that you had the right opinions about movies? Uh, yeah, Neil, because I do have the right opinions about movies and television. Right, Dave? No, because I'm more right about those things, and I demand trial by content. Oh boy, what is trial by content? Each week, we'll take on a huge question. Each of us will bring a choice, and combined with listener submissions and your votes, we will come to a decision. It's trial by content every Tuesday on Spotify, TheRinger.com, or wherever you're listening right now. Don't let Neil win. Don't let Dave win. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. Jacoby, lots of exciting stories today. Some questions we shall answer. One of my favorite topics, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I could do 30 minutes on the very first topic. Easily. Easily. Let's just get into it. Everybody, push a T has dropped a diss track sponsored by Arby's going after McDonald's. It's 75 seconds long, and I think it's a good song. It's amazing. It's great. It's great. The the fish fillet sandwich was just having a regular day. Sure. You know what I mean? Just doing its thing. It was yeah. getting ready for work. It was love and life. Bada, work. Bada, bada, All bada. of a sudden it sees that it's trending on Twitter. And the fish fillet was like, what did I do <laughs> now? The fuck? <laughs> and then Pusha T just flamed the fish fillet for 75 seconds. And before this song, I didn't have emotional thoughts or feelings about the fish fillet. Uh-huh. I liked to taste if someone else had one. I it's, would never order one myself. It's filet of fish. Just Fair. You say fish fillet because that's a rhyme in the Kanye West and Jay-Z song. Good point. Paris. Sorry. Filet a fish sandwich. It's it's Kanye's My son had a thing where he went through it, and I love to have one bite. But given the other options, I would never order it myself. Wait. Is that his go-to order at McDonald's? No, no. It was for like three trips. And then he moved on to the spicy chicken sandwich. That would be really upsetting. But it was nice to have someone around that had one so you could exchange bites and just have one bite. I've never wanted a bite of a filet of fish. See, I like a filet of fish, but it's just like, it's kind of like a barbecue chicken slice of pizza. I'd like those, but there's just better options around and I'm only going to get one. Question. What is more terrifying to you? The meat at McDonald's or the fish at McDonald's? Because that's where that's where this is coming from. But when I think about it, 
I don't know the provenance of either. So really, yeah, it's like I'm good equally with any bad. Of it. I'm not. I'm not there to like inspect the the food. You know what I mean? Fast food fish just freaks me out. But that's I my, like that's fast me. food fish. Fry anything that tastes good. But also like vacuum freezing uh, fish these days very common. So I guess it's fine. Anyway. How many times have you eaten at Arby's? Zero. Literally zero times zero. in your life. Zero. Never been in one. I think I've had Arby's like four times in my I life. I used to. I used to work right next to one, but I've never been. It's a, it's wild how prevalent Arby's is. I think it's like a Texas thing. And I say that because I have one colleague, Brian Curtis, who I associate with Arby's for some reason. <laughs> Great and sample he's, size. Great and he's sample from size. Texas. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've, I've had Arby's three or four times. It's fine. But like I never looked at the filet of fish sandwich sideways. I never I never looked at its faults sure. until Pusha T had a diss track about it. I'm like, you know what, Pusha T? You're right. There's too much tartar sauce. Like this is this is a whack sandwich. If it was a better sauce, would it be too much sauce? No, it's great. It's great sauce. I actually like tartar sauce. They're like mm. a fish and chips and tartar sauce is amazing. But like what Pusha T did was really open my eyes to the faults of this sandwich in a way that is way beyond a marketer's dream. And I like to think about like the, the conference room and the marketing team at Arby's is coming up with ideas. And someone was like, should I pitch this? Like, should I try this? <laughs> and whoever that was, that young man or woman, because they're definitely young. Who, whenever they pitched this and got this to actually happen is one of the greatest accomplishments of corporate America in the last 200 years, easily. So I went in a totally different direction with this because the I'm loving it. So Pusha T oh. is mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, Pusha, tell this story. Pusha T is mad at McDonald's because he said, and apparently he first made this claim in 2016, that he wrote the bada bada ba I'm loving it jingle. Who do you think wrote that before this happened? Well. I just know the Justin Timberlake song. Exactly. So I didn't think Justin Timberlake had written it. I, I. Oh, no, I had heard that he actually had written it. JT? Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. There, we I, did a deep dive on this. On J&J? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pusha T does not have a credit on this song. No. It's a Neptune song. It's a Pharrell song. Yes. Produced by them with but JT. But he works with them, so he could be around during the creative process. Sure. But like... He said he didn't get paid enough for this jingle. Not that he didn't get paid, mm. which I find really interesting. And I'm just like, huh, so how many people out there like have claim to songs by Pharrell and songs by JT? I just want to say JT, a really bad track record of giving people proper credit and also like, I don't know, just being a magnanimous yes. celebrity. Yes. And so this doesn't surprise me at all when it comes to him. I I would guess Pharrell does not have the reputation and I I would guess since Pusha T did get married, that piece of... Uh, got married? <laughs> Pusha T is married? What's wrong with me? What happened? <laughs> what am I thinking? Pusha T got married? Is Go there something on. broken in my brain? Yes, but it has nothing to do with <laughs> saying words. I assume Pusha T did get paid for okay. his work on this. And I'm probably, assuming he did get married at some point. We'll look that up. Like, producer Mike, can you look that up for us? Thank you. <laughs> Who knows? But I just think it's really interesting that like no one is giving him the credit that he claims he deserves. And so anyway, he he... Someone at Arby's knew that Pusha T was pissed about this and leveraged his oh, anger and was like, okay, let's do a song together. I love that person too. I feel like that person is probably a Pusha T. I don't think the higher ups at Arby's are probably like hip to this controversy and the no. fact this is possible. Someone's kid or some young person on That's staff what I'm saying. at it's like Arby's the young like marketing, made this happen. The associate marketing director and we four years out of college is, is just like, honestly, I swear to God, getting this from concept to completion if it came from internally, is one of the greatest accomplishments in corporate America. However, there's another way this could have happened. Like a manager of Pusha T's could have gone to Arby's and been like, let, 
You ever heard of Pusha T? Right. You see what he did to Drake? Guess what? You are hiding a child. We're going to do that to McDonald's. <laughs> if, if Pusha T has a diss track about you, it is hard to come back from that. Very hard to come back from it that. Really, it went from really hiding is. a child. Now he like, he like claims a child on Instagram. It really is. If you want to know more about the contentious, t- if you want to know more about the jingle, in 2016, Pitchfork, Pitchfork did a big article called The Contentious Tale of the McDonald's. I'm loving it, Jingle. So check it out. Oh, I, yeah. It made me want to try a sandwich now. I'm going to try a sandwich. I'm going to do it. I will not be I trying it. Give myself personal food news research. Where is Arby's? Like, do you, They're is, around. Are they? I guess you frequently go to New Jersey. So there's like maybe one there. Maybe. I don't think they have any in the city. I'll, I'll get one. That's why I haven't been to one. They're in Los Angeles. You know that one by the... The, yeah, the, uh, it's Gower Gold. That's yeah. where I used to go to one. Yeah, it's the best Arby sign I've ever seen. It, the Arby sign is so amazing by the Ringer office in LA. It almost makes you want to eat Arby's, <laughs> but emphasis on almost. There is one in Manhattan. It's on 8th Avenue and 40th Street. So oh, you, you could go. I know that block. Sure. Yeah, of course. Near Madison Square Garden ish. More near Port Authority, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's one in Queens. Okay, um, perfect. So you could go there too. It's on Metropolitan Avenue, but like not like the hip part of it. I hope this sparks more rappers being hired by corporate Me companies too. to do diss tracks. Me too. Like I, love I want it. this to expand. I think this is kind of good for McDonald's too. It's like it's kind of like a, a no, oh no, no press is bad press. Kind oh of thing. no, this is bad press. I don't know. I had no opinion of the fish fillet. If you were to say, do you like fish fillets? It's like, yes, but there's other options that are better. So I usually get the spicy chicken sandwich or a Big Mac or something like that. But I, now I'm like, I'll, I'll never order fish fillet in my life. Oh, my God. Well, I was never ordering it anyway. So I'm just interested in the music aspect of this. And as a Backstreet Boys loyalist, I love to hate on Justin Timberlake. So <laughs> let's move on. Next. Related. Next story is a question. And the question is. I saw this in the New York Times as I was just browsing a couple, maybe weeks ago at this point. Someone asked the question, if I open a box of berries and one berry is moldy, do I need to throw out the whole box? Now, I was delighted someone asked this question because I think we all encounter moldy berries, especially with raspberries. They go moldy especially really fast. And you can, like the second you touch one, if you're not looking or something, like, like, ah, ah, yeah, you can yeah. tell. And, like, and you, there is adjacent berries that I associate with that berry and this is completely non-scientific, but if I'm like, if some of the raspberry mush gets on another berry, that berry is also unedible well, in my mind. That's basically correct. What this article says by Alice Callahan in the New York Times is that the mold spores slowly move. So if it does mm. touch, it could infect it. Mm. Um, and then like over time, you should just get rid of them or eat them or whatever, but you don't need to throw out the whole box. So... When I read this headline, I was really excited. Then when I read the article, I was like, okay, so it's exactly what common sense would tell you. Yeah, it was that <laughs> All too. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Good to know. <laughs> it's like, I didn't need the science. I didn't need this article. I didn't need to pay the subscription for the New York Times. No. What you were doing already is right. Yeah. So carry yes. on with your berries, and, and everybody. Like, it, but it, I've also wondered this. Like, you know, they say one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think so. Just throwing that out there. Again, just common sense. If point. I have a big barrel of apples and I find one bad apple at the top, is one like three quarters of the way down really affected? Is that not a reference to Snow White, where whoa she eats the apple? Whoa! Isn't that Snow White or is that Cinderella? It's one. You know, Snow White it's Snow eats White. the apple. Yeah, it's Snow White. Yeah, I think it's a reference to like the fairy tale where it's like no way. One I'm bad going. Apple. I'm going again with no <laughs> research. I'm going zero percent on that. Zero percent chance that's real. You think that one bad apple spoils the whole bunch is from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, those are based on like older fables from Han- Hans Christian Andersen. So. 
I don't know. That's what I thought. But it turns out it's actually from a proverb rephrased by Benjamin Franklin in Poor Richard's Almanac you mean in 1736. <laughs> well, they may have incorporated it from there. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You really you really hang on to your takes, and I respect it. I respect it. You should be on first take. I'm not willing to give it up. You are not. I'm going to read like, No, it's from Benjamin Franklin, 1936. Well, 1736. Sorry, 1736. Counterpoint, 204 years later, it might be related. I'm just going to read to you from the Wikipedia page, which is obviously correct. Of <laughs> Everything on Wikipedia and Reddit has to Fact. be correct. Absolute fact. The bad apples metaphor originates from the proverb, a rotten apple quickly infects its neighbor, first recorded as used in English in 1340. The proverb was rephrased by Benjamin Franklin in Poor Richard's Almanac in 1736, stating the rotten apple spoils his companion. The phrase was popularized by sermons during the 19th century, claiming as one bad apple spoils the other, you must, know, must show no quarter to sin or sinners. It's definitely from Snow White. Definitely I, from Snow White. I, it's definitely not from the the, the the 14th century. It's from Snow White. I'm willing, I, I would be willing to put money down on the fact that this saying was known by Hans Christian Andersen. How much money? $100. 50, 50 bucks. $100. Sure. Shaking on it right now. Okay. You owe me $100. Just right. that. I don't even have to do any research. All right. We'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even a bunch of apples in that movie. You're so wrong. Okay. Sure. I mean... But I'm just saying, I'm not saying Disney came up with them. I'm saying it's from the original fable. But we'll, we'll, not that it's from the fable, but it, it, it was out there already. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll report back. Let's move on. Hold on. We need an update. Is Pusha T married? Yes. Pusha T is married according to a website, which may or may not be wrong, but shout out to Pusha T Who's he married and to? his wife, Virginia Williams. Married in 2018. Oh, recent. Recently. Uh, you know what? Pre pandemic. I'm nervous about that. He had a lot of hits before 2018, so I hope she's there for the right reasons. I'm sure she's there for the right reasons. Okay, I hope so. If they made it through the pandemic, you can make it through anything. <laughs> I, I hope the so. The never-ending pandemic. <laughs> All right. Moving the on. Next story comes from to us from the wonderful journalist, one of my favorite websites, TMZ.com. On the topic of McDonald's, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were seen eating McDonald's in a Tesla. And she was eating a Big Mac. Unclear what he was eating, but she went for the classic. There are so many great nouns in this. I mean, it's fantastic. First of all, this makes me really happy because Jennifer Lopez is one of the most stunning, beautiful, fit, healthy people of all time. So if yes. Jennifer Lopez can have a fucking McDonald's burger on the weekend, we all can. We all can, exactly. Live it's your like, best it's life, like everybody. Ben Affleck eats a Big Mac. Not a headline, not a story. Jennifer Lopez eats a Big Mac. It's a story. TMZ, it's a story. And she's eating it on, like the, the paparazzi got her like driving by mid-bite through the window. It's incredible. And you and these are not stage photos. Many of their photos are staged. Mm. These are clearly not because you can't get a good shot of Ben. There's a lot of glare and whatever. But like, it's amazing. Also, she still looked incredible. I was like, oh, so she looks good every time All she leaves the, time. the house. Of course she does. Just, yeah, yeah. She is such an incredible pro and like just excellent at life. I, it blows me away. I love J-Lo. I love J-Lo too. I've, I've had a crush on J-Lo since I think like 95, 96. And she looks the same. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Did you watch Marry Me on Peacock? No. I did. I watched it the first weekend. I was I'm not out. surprised. <laughs> I had a great time. The songs are really fucking catchy. Um, ba -da -ba -ba -ba. As, marry as me. catchy as that, yeah. There's, that's a, that's a push a detail for Virginia Williams. It goes, marry me, marry me. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ben Affleck 
fucking loves chains. He loves he American chains. This man has been photographed with, with and at Duncan so many times. He had a big Starbucks run where he was like clearly ordering from the app when the app was new because the mm. label was on it. And yeah. I was like, Ben, you're just like me. I love it. Jacoby's a <laughs> yes, major Starbucks big, app big evangelist. Stuff. I couldn't get into my app for like three days. It changed my life and, forever. And then he also on the way to rehab in 2018, stopped Jack in the Box. And there's photos of him like scarfing down Jack in the Box as Jennifer Garner's driving my him. My first Jack in the Box experience was on our first friend date. Oh my God. After nice. watching Batman. Yeah. Lo- I love Jack in the Box. So I, I love Batman. Probably. I like that was good. It was yeah. very good. We saw that was lovely. Um, yeah, great time. Love you, Jacoby. Love you too. Anyway, also, I think we got some really good food at that movie theater, if I recall. I recall we got some chicken tenders and like a lot of different salts on it. Anyway, um, Ben Affleck was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, was it in December, I think? And I've always I've always loved Ben Affleck. Sometimes I feel complicated about him. I just worry about Jennifer Garner and the kids, course, whatever. Yeah. But he made a reference on Bill's pod to the Jack in the Box photos, which just like made me love it even more. And he's like, yeah, I just love fast food. Or like he these... said something like that. And I was like, Ben, you're so good at being a celebrity. These two are interesting to me because they're both good at being celebrities, but like Ben Affleck's a regular dude that had to learn how to be good at a cele- being a celebrity. But Jennifer Lopez was like born a famous celebrity and does it naturally. Yeah, I mean, her her story is amazing. And like her rise from Jenny, Jenny from the block on the six to Fly Girl yeah. to Vegas to just buying a $50 million house in... And bringing McDonald's to yeah, it. Yeah, and bringing Don- McDonald's to it. It's like just the, amazing. Are you also, a little worried about the Tesla? I'm a little worried about the Tesla. Very nice cars. Very nice cars. I... I don't know. This is like so standard Ben Affleck move of like, yeah, I have a Tesla. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> have you ever tried to get into a Tesla? It's like very hard to open the door if you don't know how. Oh, the, there's a few like Uber Teslas. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm always just like, how do I get out of this place? I'm like, I'm like, I'm locked in here. And they're always like, like push the button. I'm like, what button? There's a lot of buttons. I'm scared now. Once I had a date and the guy was driving a Tesla and I like could get into the car. It was so awkward. <laughs> it's just horrible. Did you just run from the car and cancel the date? Like, like, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in here. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. I can already tell. Bye. Let's move on. This is a trend story from the Washington Post. I just wanted to mention it because it brings something interesting to me. The headline is how Little Gem Lettuce became the crown jewel of restaurant salads. It's a, it's a lovely article by a woman named Emily Heil. I would say the TLDR is like basically it carries vinaigrettes really well. And like it, it, it has like a pretty like mild taste. And it's just been around for a while. Um, but... I just like, how do you feel about lettuce trends and like vegetable trends in general? Like, do you like to jump on board or are you skeptical? Well, lettuce in particular, I have thoughts on. Okay. It's like, romaine, I would say would be like standard. But you know what I really love is a bib. And I like a bib for the same reason as a gem because a vinaigrette goes really well on a bib. And if I were to power rank lettuces, I would go romaine, bib, gem, iceberg, mm. huge gap, and then, like, all that other BS that I hate. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I hate kale. So, like... Yes. I mean, who, who likes the kale? The fact that it's still around, had this long of a run, is, like, kind of shocking to me. How did a kale Caesar become, like, a regular Default. thing on people's menu? I don't know. Just give me a romaine Caesar. Yeah, that's, I want a Caesar salad. Yeah, me too. It's, like, so much better. But, you know, I, I guess there's a restaurateur named Paul Kahn from Chicago who's very involved in the Little Gem movement. But, like, I guess... If a new lettuce is coming on trend, I guess I'm happy it's a little gem because it, it tastes a lot like 
It's romaine. Romaine, yeah. It's romaine. It's if you're a blind taste test, if you say, if you, if you Should made a salad. Should we do that? A blind lettuce taste test? Oh, there's no chance I know the difference between any Let's of them. Let's do that next week. That sounds fun. I'm for it. That and the good great. thing is we all have masks. We can just put them on our heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just have blind- blindfolds. We're all carrying blindfolds at all times. Yeah, okay, great. Moving on. Let's move on. Shall we do some booze news? I love booze news. Me too. It's just like saying booze news, really. This is from the drinks business. Stout fans can now be buried under a Guinness-inspired headstone. Um, I think this news came around St. Patrick's Day last week, which I've never really celebrated myself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the Irish really do love Guinness. That is not not a lie. Yeah. And uh, headstone specialist Memorials of Distinction have created a special stout-shaped memorial just in time for the St. Patrick's Day. According to the company, there's been a rise in demand in headstones, which reflect a person's person uh, passions and interests. And so now they're making this uh, Guinness one. Do you know what this this uh, sounds an alarm in my head? Okay. Marital fight. Mm. Mm. You go to your wife, you're like, listen, this is very important to me. I'm glad that we got those those plots next to each other. We can forever be next to each other, but I want my headstone to be in the shape of a pint of Guinness. <laughs> and the wife is just like, come on, man. Have you been to the Guinness factory in Dublin? No, I've been to Ireland, but but not Dublin. I've been, oh, it's cool. Dublin's a really nice small city. Um, I went to the Guinness factory. It's pretty cool. It has like the best view of Dublin and like I don't know. It's just, it's such a thing. Just because I know my mom listens to this and loves food news. I think we went to Dublin for like six hours. Oh, okay. Cool. But we didn't go to the Guinness factory. Where else did you Sorry, go in mom. Ireland? Uh, Loch Derg. Oh. Yeah. Are you Irish? Kilkenny. Well, I am part Irish. I went to Kilkenny. I stayed yeah. there. It's nice. I'm part Irish. Ireland's a cool country. I like it there. I just, I went like in the dead of winter, which I wouldn't recommend. It was really cold and damp, but, <laughs> but, it, Bold. but it was, it was a fun trip anyway. Um, all righty. Should we do one more story and then move on to our our taste test for today? Yes. All right. Well, this is an important follow-up. You may recall we talked about the world's largest potato a while ago. A couple in New Zealand found it in Mm. their garden. Well, you might be shocked to find out it wasn't actually a potato. Can you believe it? (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) They called it Doug, and it turned out that it was not a potato. He... (laughs) I'm pretty. I'm pretty sad for them, but they were they received an email. Are you pretty sad? You're laughing. You're like, ah, pretty sad That's for a them. Funny story. Um, sadly, the specimen is not a potato, and it is in fact the tuber of a type of gourd. For this reason, we do unfortunately have to disqualify the application, so it cannot be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest potato. Sad. It's it's a gourd. We tried to break a Guinness World World Record. Actually, did sorry. Um, hmm. on a show I was working on, and they have like these auditors come, and they. They're not playing around. Oh, interesting. Like, you can't just, it's not like a goof. You can't just, like, make up a Guinness World Record and they come over and they're just like, hey, no one's done this before. You win. Here's your plaque. Like, they're very serious about what they do. Interesting. they want that potato to be a potato. And I do somewhat feel bad for these people because they, this was their claim to fame. This was their thing. And they were like, you know, they went to bed at night and looked at the ceiling. They're like, you know, we've accomplished something. Also like this, the grew, Book of World Records. this grew on their property. Like, is there something wrong with their property? Like, well, it's also they, like, did you plant a potato and grew a gourd? Like what happened? Well, they didn't say, they didn't think that. They thought like something like washed over or whatever, like just like natural. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, me and you are not agriculture people. It's not, like, you know <laughs> Take a look at my about. garden. You'll have <laughs> yeah. an idea that I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just worry about their, their land. So hopefully it's okay. I hope they're okay, too. On that note, let's go on to our taste test. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. We're going to lean into this vegetable life. Going on a flight. Which is not what they had in New Zealand. And today we are tasting some some varieties of dried mushrooms, mushroom oh crisps, so, basically. So these are like alternate chips, essentially. And I, I love snacks. I prefer snacks to meals, mm. um, which isn't like really a great habit, but... If, you know, you could supplement them with some dried mushrooms, perhaps it's not so bad. So taro chips are what started this. Terra. Terra chips. Yeah. Taro they're, they're is, like, is a vegetable. It's like, oh, don't eat potato chips, eat taro, terra chips. It's like <laughs> beetroots and whatever. And then you find out that they have just as much fat and just as bad as you. And so to much use. salt. Yeah. They're just as bad for you as potato chips. And then there's, in my house, we get like snap peas, you know, those things. Yeah, of course. And Love veggie those. chips. And like, we have a lot of this dried vegetable stuff in my home. But if you really dig down, it's not like you're eating vegetables. I love the veggie sticks. Those are so. Those are good. So, so But good. like, they're so far away from being actual vegetables. The thing about vegetables is like they're just not that good. Like, no, they're good if they're drenched in oil or like I don't know, but yeah, vegetables are vegetables for a reason. Like so, I, so I, if this could be good, it'd be huge be, for me. Is this gonna be good? I don't know. Dried mushrooms. I'm I gonna do, say that this I is like, like the opposite of the Jenny's ice cream taste test. This is yeah, sure. Um, I'm nervous though, like I was for Jenny's. I will say. I love cooked mushrooms. I do not like raw mushrooms in salads. When that's in there, I'm just like, what are people doing? What are we doing? I don't, I only like a specific type of cooked mushroom. Like, okay. uh, like a, like, like a, in a marsala. Like yeah. Chicken marsala. Yeah. Or like if I'm at a steakhouse mm -hmm. and it's like a, a mushroom sauce. Sure. 
But like if I go to like a Japanese restaurant and they have like a bunch of mushrooms in my soup, because you know, I love mm-hmm. soups, like the shiitake mushrooms and all, the, all those mushrooms, sure. no thank you. Yeah, I, I like really mixed on them. I, I think they have a, a place, but I don't love them. So here I am. I'm going to try a King Trumpet Mushroom Crisp. Oh my God, I'm It scared. kind of looks like dried fruit. Looks like a dried mango. Great sound. Great for the pod. Hmm. How are we feeling? The initial taste is better than the aftertaste. When the salt wears off, it's just sort of like foamy and mm. not so into it. It's very, oh, that very, tastes it's, like a mushroom. It's a pretty complicated taste, though. It's very full. It's not. It's not bad. It's just, it's kind of dry. Like, I, I need to have a, a, a lubricant now. That wasn't bad. I don't know that I, I would reach for it. I don't want another. Don't you think you could trick your kids into eating this from a young age, though? If I put them in a bowl and they never saw the bag. Right. Which is And I just put gun. it in front of them. Maybe I could. Let's go this. this that was King Trumpet. Now we're black going to oyster Black Oyster. Next. If you were like put a gun in my head to name variety of mushrooms, I could probably get to like three and I'm done. Same. I was going to get myself yeah, I've three. I've never heard of a trumpet in my life. Black Oyster. Here we go. This is better. Sweet. A little sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. this. I'm not bad. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I mean, first of all. I'm going to finish it. My expectations are so low for these. That's good. But that got over it. Yeah, I like it. I, I would eat that. Me too. Are these bad for you? No, not that bad for you. <laughs> what are we looking at here? A little carby, a little sodium. Uh, not bad for you, though. Not, you know, not super that carby, bad. but whatever. Yeah. What Let's are we see. Do? But the ingredients are black oyster mushrooms, some oil, sugar. Yeah, I can taste oh, that. Oh, these are low temperature vacuum fried. Cool. Okay. I'm into it. These are these are good. Yeah. All right. But now this last guy is a beach mushroom, which Maybe, I've never heard of before. I was say, are you wondering what low temperature vacuum frying is? Because yes, the am. answer on here, the deep frying device housed in a vacuum chamber processes a fresh mushroom at a low temperature between 80 and 120 degrees Celsius, which maintains the mushroom's own color and nutrients significantly. It also reduces oil absor- absorption of the mushroom, but still provides a crispy texture. Quick okay. follow up. Is 80 to 100 degrees a low temperature? Because that sounds really hot. Maybe for frying? Okay, I was going to say, it sounds like between 200 and 300. Yeah, Celsius. <laughs> yeah, it's Fahrenheit. So you're definitely That's getting... a low temperature. That is good. You're definitely getting burned. All right, you here we your go. Hand in there. Beach mushrooms. Beach mushrooms. This looks small. These guys are like little french fries. Mmm, yummy. Ooh. Really good. Hold on, I'm going back in. I I'm like hungry, that. by the way. I like that a lot. This is a really good snack. Delicious. I gotta say, my expectations were low. Mmm. These are pretty good. Oh, my God. You have the whole package for 170 calories. Oh, that's the whole package? Yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm in. These are delicious. These beach, aren't bad. Beach mushroom crips. Check it out. You know what? We were a little concerned about this flight. hmm And I have to say. Turned out good. Mushrooms. I'm interested. I'm in. That would be a great plane snack. When I'm oh, like, yeah. When I'm, like, miserable on the plane, I'm just like, give me some fucking food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a plane yesterday, so it's it resonates with me, you know? No, I'm, I think so, too. It also, it has an air of, like, sophistication. Yeah. So it's, like, only first class gets the mushrooms. Yeah, it's you know like, what oh, I mean? I'm not eating chips. I'm eating mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, oh, you guys have coach. pretzel sticks? Oh, you yeah. have pretzel sticks? Oh, guess what? Go mushrooms. Go back there with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Personal food news time. I have some. Me, too. I just got back from L.A., as mentioned. I'm a big iced coffee drinker. Big We're iced coffee drinker. Having it right now. I have I have hot coffee in my home in the mornings, but like when I'm out of the house, I prefer a nice coffee. It's just sort of like makes it's just part of the ritual of my life. So I'm in LA. It's fucking hot, even though it's March, and I'm in downtown Los Angeles. And all I want is just like a normal person's iced coffee with whole milk. And I went to two places where, where they don't. Here, here are the options: don't half and half, 
which I don't like. I'm sorry. It's very specific half and half. Oat milk and almond milk. And that's it. Two places? Yes, two places. Where are we in 2022 where whole milk is not only like the default setting, but it's not an option? It's so weird, man. I'm just like, I don't even want skim milk. I get it. Skim milk's very passe. It's out. I want whole milk, regular milk. And when I order milk now, I have to always specify. I always say, I'll have whole milk regular milk because they think i'm saying oat and i yeah, don't want yeah, oat yeah. milk i want regular milk milk <laughs> like milk the like word milk, milk? Well, like, it comes yeah, from yeah. a cow yeah, yeah, just yeah. the regular thing <laughs> there used to be a milkman that would come to your house and it like boggled my mind and on top of that you can't just get like a regular iced coffee you can't get something that's like in between hot coffee that's been watered down over ice and like super fancy cold brew but like we're drinking La Cologne right now, which I, I fucking love La Cologne iced coffee in the can is like my favorite my good. favorite coffee out it's there good. but like other than that, I don't like fancy iced coffee. Just give me a plain iced coffee, please. Iced coffee. And I don't like cold brew. Me neither. Whatever cold brew is, me no neither. thank you. And I can't, I can't, fi- I, I the, couldn't find it. The, I haven't had it for days. The I'm environment like so- tricked me into thinking I like cold brew. I when do not. Cold brew became a thing. Two I like got, minutes. I got, like, I got gaslighted into thinking I like cold brew. And then, and then I was like, wait a second. Iced coffee tastes better than this. You know what's a really good iced coffee is the cold brew at Dunkin' Donuts because... They have iced coffee and cold brew, but the Dunkin' cold brew is actually good because it's like other their other iced coffee is like too watered down or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's not that strong because Dunkin' Donuts. Good. Dunkin' is just has always been crushing the iced coffee game. Just ask Ben Affleck. They continue to. I I just I was so appalled by this like coffee elitism in downtown. That's, Los I mean, you're Angeles. going to two places. That's insane. insane. That's insane. That's insane. Insane. It was like, and then. Did you I give just, a little attitude? What'd you say? Did you give a little attitude? No, but I, I then... No attitude from Juliet Lemon. I was just like, I'm not coming back. And then I um, started like hoarding La Cologne cans where I could find them. Like I went to a restaurant that sells them and I was on my way out. I was like, can I get another one but just the can? Like I'm going to save it for later. And they brought it to me and I was like, I, I guess I have to travel with my own yes, iced coffee now because yes. no other options. Yes, keys. Phone, wallet, La Cologne, La Cologne coffee. Yes. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> my personal food news is actually my wife's personal food news. Ooh. She is on a juice cleanse. Oh, no. I have done a juice cleanse once in my life. Oh, no. And I want to know how you feel about juice cleanses. Um, I did one once as well. Of course, it was while I was living in Los Angeles, home mm-hmm. of the juice cleanse. Yep. And it was miserable. I was cranky. And it made no difference whatsoever. Like That's, It's like, yes, you're going to lose four pounds. But you'll get them right back. In 12 hours. You might as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's honestly seconds. like this sucks because I was just denigrating vegetables. But like you should just have like vegetables and like clear liquids if that's what you're going to do. There's, like you can cook there's them. no like quick fix way to no, like, there's no way to us. cheat it. Except there's for, no way to cheat I it. used this joke, I probably used it before, but um, I have a guaranteed way to lose at least 10 pounds. It'll stay off forever and it only takes an hour and a half. Um, Amputate an arm. <laughs> Good one, Jacoby. Boom. Definitely less than an hour and a half based on what I've seen in movies. <laughs> Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. Yeah, Another great rundown. Thank you to these delicious beach mushroom Mushrooms. crisps. I'm going to have some more. Fucking I am delicious. Starving, I'm going back in for more. Thank you to La Cologne for being there in my time of need. Fueling us here on Food News. <laughs> and thank you to you, Jacoby. You're my fave. Thank we- you to you, Juliet Littman. We'll be back next week. We're going to do a blind test- taste test of lettuce. Let's do it. Let's we go to Whole Foods. We got let's, a Whole Foods right next door. Flight. Great. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.